Yeah. They ain't gonna like it. They ain't gonna like it. I be getting to the money. Everybody mad. the people have got like a well understanding of who Ivan is, what you do, what you offer. If you are listening to the sound of our voices, if you need any screen printing done, um, what other things do you print, by the way, just in case for people who want, because uh, I feel like you print one or two other things besides t-shirts. So we can print on hoodies, v-necks, bags, um, um, hats. I knew it. Um, so it's, it's I thought it was one things. or two. That's yeah. not like four or five. Come on, lay them out. So, Let the people yeah, yeah, know what you, know, you print. <laughs> You're so silly. So, you know, you have so many options. A lot of the t-shirts when we go into the Old Navies and the Macy's and different retail stores, most of those clothing are screen printed. And what they use are, you know, of course, third companies to... Um, try to solicit their business so that they can get on the racks in these stores. So like usually any shirt that you have on, any shirt regardless of, you know, where it is, most of them are screen printed. Yeah. The only thing is, I, you know, you just have to we all do well, I guess I assumed that. So maybe that was my wrong for assuming that. I know some people every shirt unless it's embroidered, it's screen print. I just automatically assume you have that. vinyl print and you have some you have glitter, you have the different um Yeah, but those print. are all form of Screen printing, right? Just a different um, not form. Quite. It's just a different form of printing. Okay. Not necessarily screen printing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, glad I didn't assume, and the expert is here to, <laughs> to um, get me on the right track about how that's done. So, so, you yes. Yeah, so you print on t-shirts, hoodies, bags, different things like that. Mm -hmm. So if you have any of those desires in your business, and you want to work with a black business that's local. Even if you aren't local, because you do things for people that don't live here. Absolutely. I've yeah. done stuff for people in um, Denver, Colorado, and um, Sacramento, California. Well, you know, so, I mean, we ship, what they say, we ship anywhere. It's, it's, <laughs> they national. All Come right. on, national. Come on, I, I didn't know y'all shit. Oh, they national. Well, <laughs> if you're listening to the sound of his voice in the United States of America, my friend Ivan here can hook you up. So, reach out to Inked Up Designs. He's Inked Up Designs on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see all of the work that he's previously done and what he can possibly do for you. Just contact him. He does have great custom service. So, you ain't got to worry about what we just talked about earlier. <laughs> so, now I want to get into the business side of what it is that Ivan does. I want to get into that. Because I think this part is... A part that's also vital for people who necessarily aren't customers. They are people who are inspired by what you've done, your journey, how long you've been doing it, and how persistent and consistent you've been in your journey of continuing to push forward. Now, I'll forward this by saying one thing I know about Ivan. He's overly persistent about moving to the next level of business. Ivan does something well for a while and he's like, all right, how we go to the next thing? How we do the next thing? So <laughs> I want to talk about what are some of the things you're, what are some of your next level goals and then what's either in your way or 
how are you achieving it because something's not in your way? Um, so right now I work from home and uh, most of my um, gadgets, devices, machines, whatever you want to call them, I got them over time. And I think one thing I know that's stopping... Well, I want to say stopping. My goal is to in, in um, to be able to actually get an actual retail store so that I can have like a showroom and a production staff um, and get more equipment so that I will be able to, you know, act a little bit more or have a business that's a little bit more, um, I don't want to say traditional, but where people can just come. Because I'm really particular about, you know, since I work from home, you know, if I meet you on Instagram and you say, hey, I want some shirts, can I come over? I'm a little hesitant about that because I just don't know, mm-hmm. you know. So usually I will meet people at, you know, Starbucks or somewhere and we can kind of discuss the logo design. Once we feel confident and you feel, and a customer feels confident with me, you know, comfortable, we, you know, we go from there. But that's one flaw I feel like I have because and, and sometimes, you know, depending on the consumer too, they will... They will, it, it, it will show, it's tough to validate a home, a, a, um, home-based business. Sometimes, not all the time. Like for instance, traditionally, most of your screen printing stores have stores. They have buildings. They have, you know, somewhere where I can come at any time during the hours that you post. It's not quite at home. Most of them. Okay. Um, but at the same time, that's one goal I want to work on. I think what's stopping me, you know... There are several factors. Um, there are a few things that I've had in my past that I'm trying to um, rectify at the moment in regard to credit and other little things like that, certain things that I'm working on that are personal. But, you know, of course, for those future business owners, you know, you know, the goal is to have, you mean, I have perfect credit. You may not have to have no 850 to start a business, but the goal is that you, you, sure know, don't. you have some... If you have some type of credit, you know, decent credit, try to, you know, have your bills paid, some of those things not in collections, whatever, you know, you could be able to get some type of a loan if you need it. Luckily, when I started, when I first started, I had enough money, you know, set aside to secure my bills and all of that. So I didn't just leave and just say, all right, look, what, what I'm going to do, you know. So it kind of gave me a little leg room mm-hmm. um, until I was able to, you know, uh, consistently have the money flowing in. And then, too, I think another factor was that I didn't really know about social media. I would never forget the first order I did, which was a family reunion, outside of A&M stuff. Mm-hmm. The first order I did was a family reunion. I was anticipating. I was ready. Once we got it done, the money came. The stuff, the, the transfers from Transfer Express came. I picked up the shirts from one of the little warehouses here in Atlanta. Went and mm-hmm. picked them up. Went home, pressed them, mailed them to them. I was like, did that thing, did that thing. And then I didn't know when the next order was going to come. So what did that feel like? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so excited about that one order that I just thought, well, hey, I'm sure the rest of them will just be rolling mm-hmm. in. And that was not the case. So I had to, you know, I had to learn social media. Because for a long time, I only posted social media of the things I wanted to post. Mm-hmm. You know, personal stuff or whatever. Um like, that was a tough transition because I was like, oh, you have to build relationships with people. Yep. Oh, you gotta, they gotta really trust you before they write a check to you. Oh. No love this and is- trust. <laughs> that is the process before people begin to spend money with you. They have to know 
mm-hmm. now interest you. And at that time, I had no portfolio. I had one award I had done a whole bunch of A&M stuff that I didn't even print. That wasn't even my... That one your print. But it was your design, though. It was my design, but I mean, it was it was still... I was I was a little insecure about that because when you go to other people's webs, you know, I, you know, you always got to check your competitors. Um, and so I would go to other you know companies' websites and I would look. I was like, dang, they got uh, they they got they page detail. They got you know. So I I thought about like taking some stuff from other folks' sites and putting it online just to make it look good. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. do that, but I think little by little the because I focused on designs and t-shirts at the time. So there were a lot of people. And I still do logos at this point, but not as much. Um, I focus more on t-shirts now, but I, I was able to do a lot of logos and that started being my um, focus oh. in between getting orders because so, the orders didn't come in like right there. So I'm going to pause right there and I want to bring in that caveat. So a lot of times people have a goal, they have a dream, they have a vision and they think that in order to make it to this destination, it's a one way street. And you're going to drive as fast as you can on that one-way street. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not how it works. You're going to have to make so many pivots, so many turns, so many detours along the way to ultimately get to your goal. So I'm pretty sure when you were doing when you were doing logos, those were just intended to be the fillers for, you know, for money to still be coming in while you were creating the ultimate t-shirt brand or the ultimate design brand um because i know logo was not the end all be all for where you wanted to go so i want people to understand that sometimes you're going to have to take a detour and do other things you know while you're waiting for your ultimate thing to kick into high gear and you getting you know customers left right and turn and i can tell you like listening to ivan the ivan today we've talked extensively this month and I can say there was not a day this month you didn't say I had a t-shirt to print you see how that works and this is five years in the making it didn't happen overnight he didn't get clients back to back off the beginning it was a process where you where you had to build yourself up you built your clientele up you kept doing work you kept putting yourself out there you kept being available when people needed you at the time they needed you so it's it's a process and i feel like now i i people always used to say it but now that i get a chance to work with more people like one and one i feel like there's so many people that want to skip the step it's like but you just you cannot skip the step like you have to do the long tedious work I'm pretty sure you being here until three, four in the morning printing these shirts. I'm pretty sure he have a million other things he'd rather be doing. But guess what? He's in here printing these shirts. So I also wanted to just caveat on that so people can understand that it's a process to get to where you ultimately want to go. And for you at that time, it was logos. So, so you were doing logos. You were also doing designs. And when did the point come where you was like, hmm, I'm... I want to do, not I want to do, but what was the point in your business where you felt like, okay, this is ultimately going to be the direction it's going to be doing t-shirts? Like, when did that kind of slow down with the other designs? Well, a lot of uh, my designs, that that moment happened when I realized 
that people were starting to recognize me? Well, now that I have you guys on commercial break, let's talk about ways you can support the XL Tribesman brand. Um, a lot of times people ask me, how do I support or what ways I can support? Because not everyone needs a photo shoot. Not everyone needs a website. So another main way you can support is through an effort called Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash XL Tribe. Now with Patreon, the ways you can support us are very interesting. We have a bunch of different tiers that you can donate at. Um, it's one, three, five, eighty-five, and then a hundred. And each of those different tiers that you donate on Patreon.com will get you a different level of access to me into the company. And so, what I'd like is for you guys to head over to the site, check it out, and if you have any questions, don't be afraid to shoot me DMs or message me through the site. And, you know, if you guys are wondering how to support, that's definitely one of the ways you can support. Like I said, not everyone needs a photo shoot. Not everyone needs a website and not everyone needs styling. So that's definitely a way you can support the brand um, through efforts um, other than the four I just stated. Now, let's jump back into the show. Um, for having ability to print T-shirts. Like I said, for a while, I would outsource. For a while, I would use the company Transfer Express where they would just, well, I would just upload the design and, you know, they send the transfers to me and I just heat press it and, you know, keep it pushing. Um, but it was like a lot of people started reaching out to me and I had a lot of referrals, you know. Um, my goal was to really work with schools being that I had just left the school system. Mm -hmm. My goal was to make sure I partner with a lot of schools schools here in Atlanta and other places to try and um, build that um, relationship. Because building relationships with, with to get the large clients, now I will say Slater Vegan was a was a um, exception to the rule. I messaged them one night. <laughs> the, the next two days, I was paying <laughs> full. But at the same time, some larger um clients you would have to kind of be referred in. Well not well not even that. You just have to it takes a little longer to get that sale. Okay. You know, and so Yes, that's because so there's like usually a you, chain of command mm -hmm. before you because a lot of places will want to see, you know, some places even if you have your designs online or your t shirts online, some of them legit want to feel they want you to come in and do a presentation at least so they can see you know what they're. Oh, getting. so these you've already done this before. Uh, a few times. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, the, see, I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> so I want to talk about that process because I didn't know that. Like I've, I mean, I, I feel like I'm getting to that place in my business where I'm getting ready to start making those type of presentations because I feel like even in my business, like I feel like pitching via email is just not cutting it. You know, people do not get a chance to feel the energy, how deeply passionate I am about big and tall men's fashion. So I'm about to start knocking on doors and asking for meetings <laughs> and waiting in hallways and, well, and like going said, in it, elevators. It just, it just depends. I mean, it, it, it depends. The times are changing. So a lot of people associate what you put on social media 
and who you tag in the photos and, and you know, they want to see are these people legit. Like they can, a lot of people nowadays, they can look at your portfolio, look at your pricing, look at your reviews and look at your website and say, you know what? Okay, I'll take a risk. Even if they, they don't know you, mm-hmm. they'll take a risk at saying, okay, let's get us a shot. Cause I mean, they have all so and so trusted them. But so even right. Because so and so trusted them. Right. But you still just have those, you know, people who just the old school people. Uh-huh. They say, I want to feel it. I want to touch it. I want to mm-hmm. make sure what it is. You know, the people so that you actually you, write physical checks. <laughs> them people. <laughs> you know, some, I mean, but that, that's not every place though. Mm-hmm. I've only probably had to do that maybe two or three times okay. my entire three years of doing this, mm-hmm. you know, because they just, you know, you have those, you know, the old school people who just want to feel it. They want to feel the shirt. They want to be able to touch it. They want to be able to look at it. They want to be able to see exactly what you present them for, for the, um, for, for the apparel. But, um, yeah. Okay. So in the process of gaining those bigger clients, cause I know, I mean, now it, it at least from what we talk about, it, it seems like you're only printing a lot more of these larger, larger t-shirt scales because at the beginning you used to be doing like two or three or five shirts, <laughs> but now it seems like you're doing 40 plus shirts every order these days. So you have to know the season and I had to learn that, um, you know, you can print t-shirts year round. I feel like t-shirts are year round business, it, right? It, uh, Yes and no. Because even in the in even in the winter, right? People just wear a jacket on top of the t-shirt. They can do that, but that doesn't mean people are ordering custom shirts year round. Oh. So it's not really just about. Cause see, you're thinking about oh, well, year backwards. round Old Navy gonna have some shirts in the on the racks. That's not what we're talking, like we're talking about. You know, because of course the summertime for schools is not a good time. Well, well, it depends. Because a lot of schools, they purchase their stuff in the summertime for the fall. But like, okay. you know, you have that time of the year. Like right now coming up, it's it's March now. A lot of schools are preparing for senior t-shirts. That's what I'm, I'm like, this that time of the year. Right, right? that's what I'm saying, but it's oh, time of the year. this is the season you're talking about. Right. Okay. Because like in the spring, in the fall, you know, a lot of people are requesting. It just depends on what events are happening. Football season is usually a time where a lot of people are ordering shirts for everything. Basketball season as well, especially if like those teams who win the championship or whatever, they want some shirts right then to rep- they represent their school for winning. And I've done a few. Um, shout out to um, oh god, what's that school? Uh, shout out to um, one of the high schools here. They won the um, here in Georgia. They won the state football championship, and I did some shirts um, for them. But, it, but anyway, Bainbridge, Bainbridge High okay. School down in down in South Georgia. They, uh, I did some shirts for them, and um, Justin Johnson is the contact for, for for them. He reached out to me on social media, and and I did some shirts for his school. And he was like, "Hey, I like your shirts for this." Uh, it's all about word of mouth, and I think when you give people an experience that they're important during the process, mm-hmm. they're gonna come back to you for for, for whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know, um, I never dive into this email list because I feel like some of the people look at it but some and some people don't. But, you know, I think when you just build a relationship with them, even if these people don't, they see that you're relevant beyond you just printing shirts just for them. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when they see that. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Okay, so the so the so the process of that, um, so you've been getting a lot of new business off social media. Um, one of the things I've been getting on Ivan about is getting in that email list because I continuously, me and Instagram and Facebook keep showing y'all that you can't rely on just them because I know a lot of content creators that was stressing when Instagram was out because a lot of them had sponsored posts that needed to be posted that day. A lot of them had content they needed to be up that day. And more importantly, if you're a content creator, you understand how important reach is to your business. And if you aren't posting every day, that reach goes down. And so I know there was a lot of content creators fretting for those 19, 18, whatever hours Instagram and Facebook were down. So, but it was also a great lesson for you to understand how important email is because while Instagram and Facebook was down, I was still making money because I told my email list I had a sale and they bought it, not from Instagram because I had their email. So email is definitely an important aspect of your own business as an entrepreneur because social media is great. But you don't own social media. You don't own the audience on social media. You don't own nothing on social media. So I definitely want to get him more into the email of business. And I have one other point that I just lost my train of thought on. I don't remember. But so so that you talked earlier about one of your struggles was um that you want to progress forward you want an office with you know uh, a front office not front office like a front design where people can come in like showroom. a storefront storefront that's what you call it showroom have a showroom people can come into the showroom but you also wanted also a back end where you can have um employees that are printing shirts on a larger scale that can you know you could do more business in the same amount of time that you're doing now by having. So I'm pretty sure if you had like a 12 press machine, you could be doing a hundred shirts an hour. Well, see, the thing about it is they have automatic machines where all you have to do is put the shirt on the thing and it'll press for you. Granted, those cost. Them. <laughs> and I mean, how they do that? It. Absolutely. So it's like you know, there's so much technology out. That, you know, like one of my biggest, biggest, biggest goals soon, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to do this very soon. I'm going to put in a bid for it. But like the um, NBA games, like, you know, like you at the games and you, uh, well, I used to do some work at the stadium and they used to do stuff like this for the football. The stuff that goes but in the cannon when they shoot the, them out? In the chairs. They have some games, some of the NBA games, they have uh, shirts in the, like when you get to, maybe when you get to like the finals. Mm-hmm. And like, and I know when 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 Golden um, when um, Golden State was in it last time, there last year there, um, before the fans got in there, there were ch- seat shirts in their chairs. Oh. So this this is well over what ten thousand sh- shirts. In, it was in every seat. Every seat. Oh, not so, just like the front row. Oh, seat like every seat. Oh, so of course so the people put it on so that from the TV standpoint, it looked everybody like everybody got the same thing. 
So like that is a, that's something I was I was paying attention to it at, when that when that first came. I was just like, okay, I want to get to that level. My friend out here talking about big dollars. <laughs> Listen, with I'm multiple commas. <laughs> This mindset now that six figures is no longer the standard anymore. Nope. Because it feels to me. Even though we're not there. We're not there, but but it feels super like like, achievable. Like (laughs) it feels like three figures is like I mean three commas is is where we're so the seven figure feels like the ultimate quintessential goal now because it feels like a hundred thousand dollars just right around the corner. Like I feel like I'm literally twelve calendar months away. From making my first six figures. Like, it doesn't feel like a far-fetched off idea. It feels like something I can achieve. Like relatively soon. So I get where you're coming from with that idea. Um, and I feel like especially when you're in the thick of it. And you're like. And I think our businesses are pretty much at that same pivotal point. Where at this point. We put in enough work. That all your business can just blow up tomorrow. With the right call. Because you've done all the work up until this point. So basically you're just continuing to work. Until the the person. With the biggest wallet or pocketbook. Hits you up basically. And that's all you're waiting for at this moment. Because the work you've put in. Is speaking for itself now. So now the person. Who who not only wants. But can afford to print. A thousand, two thousand, five thousand t-shirts. Is right around the corner. Because you've already elevated yourself to that audience level. Right. So, I see why you think that. <laughs> but so, that's interesting that you want to put in your bid for that. See, so, he's putting it into the atmosphere that what he wants is to be able to print on that large scale of shirts. So, that's one of your struggles. So, dive into maybe one or two of your other kind of pressing pressing issues I guess that you feel is like no I want you to talk about something that's going well let's not talk about what you what what isn't what or where you want to be let's talk about something that you've already excelled in that you thought you couldn't accomplish but you've already done it um doing this full time on my own was a big accomplishment um I was I was in a um you know, a little situation where I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. I went to school for education and I was teaching for about um, six years total. And we had a chance, I had a chance to move here to Atlanta. And I really feel like um, God gave me the opportunity to move here to just be exposed to entrepreneurs. And it opened a door that I didn't move here for, you know. Um, I wanted to be able to inspire people. Initially, it was just kids and schools, but I realized that that wasn't enough. You know, um, God had a little bit more for me, and I wanted to be able to inspire people on a larger scale. You know, people um, always want to do things just to gratify, um, to give themselves gratification only. But I think it's important to be able to inspire people um, regardless of where you are and what you do. So, you know, that was one thing that I wanted to um, push out, 